0: This copyrighted broadcast is an exclusive presentation of Learfield IMG College under the broadcasting rights granted by the University of Louisiana Monroe. Reuse of this presentation is prohibited without the expressed written consent of ULM and Learfield IMG College. Announcers are provided by Learfield IMG College and approved by ULM. Sports Properties, a property of Learfield IMG College, brings you Hawk Talk. Hawk Talk is brought to you by Anheuser-Busch, Bancor South, Brookshires, CenturyLink, Coca-Cola, Edward Via College of Osteopathic Medicine, First National Bank, Iberia Bank, Louisiana Lottery, and Warhawk Sports Properties. Hawk Talk is on the air. Here's ULM head football coach Matt Viator and the voice of the Warhawks, Nick White.
1: Welcome in, everybody, to another edition of Hawk Talk. Uh, here, as uh, we, we are glad to catch up with Coach Matt Viator. Of course, Hawk Talk is brought to you by walk ons. We're not on site uh, this year uh, just due to everything that we have going on. But uh, they still are our official sponsor of Hawk Talk, and we we appreciate all the great folks at Walk-Ons. As uh, the Warhawks are coming off of a 38 to 17 loss at the hands of Texas State, Texas State snapping a four-game losing streak uh, to ULM with that win. Warhawks getting set to host UTEP this Saturday uh, at Malone Stadium. With that, we welcome in Coach Matt Viator. Coach, uh, you know, <laughs> I just mentioned uh, Texas State breaking the the streak. One of the things I look back on and they put up 38 points and obviously they got the pick six there at the end um I don't think I don't know if they actually totaled 38 points in the last four meetings I mean they, they they really we talked about it all last week that's a totally different football team than what we've seen over the past few years
2: yeah no question and uh you know we saw that I mean I saw that against SMU you know the first game that you know when we were when we were actually uh weren't doing much at the time uh, we we watched that game and uh, you know I could tell that I mean whether it's McBride or Vit Vit looks like a totally different guy yep. and you know he has some options but what they, they're a lot better on the outside Nick than what they have been when you look at their wideouts and they made some incredible catches I'm talking about just unbelievable catches
1: really first, first touchdown I believe was, yeah. was unbelievable I mean, Thro- Corey's all over him
2: yeah two or three of them were really good catches and then with with uh, Sturgis and and uh, Hill. The, the, that got a little, They have a little more pop in the backfield than what they've had and stuff. So I was impressed with their players uh, going into the game. I knew they would be
1: better offensively than what we've seen, and uh, and they showed it. They put up 31 points there in the first half, and, and you go to Vitt. I mean, yeah, he, he looked like a totally different quarterback. And then, you know, a, a receiver that – Yeah, I was talking with with, uh, my colleagues at Texas State after the game, and and we were talking about Haydell, who had the 75-yard touchdown. And, you know, whenever I'm preparing for for a game, especially a conference team, I'll go back to last year's chart that I I set up, and and then I'll work off that. And, you know, I'll look back – couple years and, and there's a guy that's been on the chart but he really hasn't done anything on the field and we were talking on the elevator out of there that uh, he looks like a totally different player you just really didn't think about him last year or the previous years but boy did he have a, a great game there the other night
2: no i mean to the young man's credit i don't remember much about him and uh, i made the comment last week that uh four of their top six guys were transfers Yep. in a sense though it's it's i, I just don't remember him you know, to be honest with you and uh but to his credit, I mean he's playing tremendous now. Number one I remember, you know, because 'cause he's been the kick returner, yeah. but I think Spavital, Coach Spavatal and number are using him better, the little guy and stuff. And uh but now I mean Haydell is having a really good year and then uh, you know, they've added they've added some transfer guys. In there that have, that have that have helped them out for sure.
1: I thought one of the things that Vitt brought to the table too. He had two fifty six through the air, but he had he had uh, eighty two on the ground. I mean, he he added that that run element that we really hadn't seen in the past.
2: Yeah, no doubt. And uh, but he's always been to run the ball. I mean, if you go back and remember, uh, they just didn't quite use him. He was a quarterback draw guy, and he always scared us, you know, running the ball. And uh, but I thought they did a nice job of they established the inside run little bit and then of course you know, he pulled it out and you know he, he broke two uh, zone reads. Uh, he hit two quarterback draws. And then he hit that, that one, you know, basically quarterback power. There was a big play in the game there, like on third and two. Yeah. You know, they motioned across and ran quarterback power, and uh, he hit one of them. So he was certainly effective both running and throwing.
1: It was a tale of two halves as far as the defense. Gave up 31 points over 300 yards of offense in the first half, but pitched a shutout aside. You know, the, the pick six doesn't go against, you know, them. It does in the stats, I guess. But you know what I mean. Pitched a shutout there in the second half, um, just, you know, it was once again, tail two halves, couldn't really get things going offensively uh, there to to kind of back up that shutout they were pitching in the second half.
2: Yeah, I mean, I thought we played a lot better defensively, played with certainly a lot more energy. Uh, they had an opportunity, you know, didn't make the really just the great catches, you know, in the second half. There was one on our sideline on a wheel route that he actually threw behind, number one, that I thought was a pretty good catch. I mean, he kind of laid out, I mean, it happened right in front of me. And uh, but anyway, we were able to to kind of hold that, I guess. And then uh, but no, it's, you know, I was talking to Coach Stoker yesterday and he was, you know, he's frustrated and, you know, because he doesn't feel like that we've came out the way that we can play. But once the game is the same thing in Army, once the game has kind of progressed, we've kind of settled into the game. But unfortunately, I mean, you got to settle in quicker than that. And, uh, you know, it's with Army, you know, we, we get it. It was the option what Texas Texas State didn't do anything different than what we thought they would do. And, uh, I mean, it was just, you know, run RPO basically 80% of the time. So it's nothing that we haven't done, but we have to get into it quicker than what we're getting into. But like I said, once we settle in, I like the effort we're playing with. I like the speed we're playing with. We're just, you know, we're not doing some of the things that uh, that he and his staff expect our guys to do early in these games. Yeah
1: you got the kind of a break there um, whenever you were able to get a a turnover on on the kicking game and, and, you know, there you go. That's the break you needed. They were kind of doing some things and then, unfortunately, just turned it right back over there to them Um, and we we saw that, you know, happen a couple of times there, you know, the fumbles and things like that. What are some of the things um, you know, from the run perspective I know it's frustrating to and Josh is I'm sure frustrated uh that you want to see to try to get this thing going better as far as the run game for your offense
2: well I think the you know the first thing and you know I'll put it on me I've got to run it more you know and in the army game we just never really had the ball and you know so when we didn't have the ball I think we ran the ball 20 times in the army game and then the other night I got away from the run too fast you know, we just I don't know, it just seemed like the whole game we were playing catch up. And it just seemed like it to me and you have to back up from that and try to stay as patient as you can be. And then we got in the second half, we were always down two touchdowns and you know, and it, it was just I don't know. We just got away from it. Um there were too many things that were working in the throwing game, I think. You know, and stuff, but um it was just too many especially early in the game, too many second and nines and second and eights and you know, just not really doing it, and we felt like when you looked at the setups of what they were doing. Now, I'll say that too, Nick. I mean, we only ran the ball, whatever, twenty, twenty-five times, but there's a lot of those that are RPO that he pulled out and threw it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that that kind of the RPO game can sometimes can go against you. You know, in terms of the run stuff too, if you know, if you. If the quarterback is seeing these guys the throws, which we did, you know, well, we had them there. And look, we had a good night throwing the ball, but we certainly feel like we left some out there, too.
1: We'll take our first break. When we come back, we'll continue to uh, wrap up the Texas State game. And then, um, you know, an interesting matchup, UTEP, one of these uh, added games uh, to, to kind of the crazy 2020 schedule. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about the minors as well. You're listening to Hawk Talk uh, brought to you by Walk-Ons here on the Warhawk Radio Network from Learfield IMG College.
0: Let's go back to Hawk Talk with ULM head football coach Matt Viator and the voice of the Warhawks, Nick White.
1: Welcome back to the show. Nick White, Matt Viator here with you. ULM getting set to host UTEP. And, of course, Hog Talk brought to you by Walk Ons. Uh, let, let's finish on the Texas State game. Uh, we, we talked about you know the, the ability to kind of get the run game going, some things you're wanting to see there. I will say you know, Colby had a, a really good day at the office throwing the football, 377 yards, two touchdowns, had that pick there. At the end. And one of the things that just becomes more and more apparent to me is the zip he has. I mean, he's got a gun now as far as throwing the football. Uh, That arm strength is is certainly a great asset for him at that quarterback position. It, It definitely
2: is. I think his size, you know, helps him. He's a bigger kid in the pocket. And then... You know, he can uh he can really get on top of it and throw it and um so no, I mean I'm we're not surprised with that and uh you know, we think moving forward when you look at it, you know, we have a room. I mean Jeremy's a big guy that can throw yeah. it. You know, Garrett Common comes from a good throwing background, Hayes Crockett can throw it. I mean we're excited, I mean, moving forward, you know, with the guys we have at quarterback and the ability to throw the ball. You know, we just got to do a better job running it.
1: He you spread the football out to 11 different guys, and, and you go over the stats. You know, Perry Carter had a career day, eight receptions, 98 yards. Uh, Bloomfield had 54 yards. Uh, you know, Whitfield, his first touchdown, uh, had five catches. Uh, Jevin Fret he got a touchdown in there as well. Josh got, got in the mix later on in the game. I know you have to be pleased with the way he was able to spread that football all over the field to a number of different guys?
2: I think so. And, uh, you know, I was asked the the question earlier. I can't remember if Adam asked me or or John asked me. But, you know, we were very, very, very careful. You know, we didn't change anything in terms of terminology and all those types of things. So, you know, we think we have a third-year guy. And what I was made sure that we didn't want to do is, you know, make him a first-year guy. And uh, so... You know, all that's the same. So I think he looks comfortable in terms of what he's doing. You know, we've tweaked a couple routes, two or three, four maybe that we would have done any year anyway. I mean, you know, because we changed. You know, I mean, we always. I'm a big believer in that in the off season and you know we get film in and watch and make some changes and uh, Lord, especially this year with the pandemic. I mean, we had a lot of time. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, uh, you know, I laugh about what other coaches cubic and I've laughed at it. I mean, laughed about it. I mean, we had all kind of time. To, you know, probably tweak too many things, but so, you know, we tried to keep things the same for him to, to make him feel comfortable, and I think he looks pretty comfortable.
1: As we we look at this uh, this team a little bit more, coach, and you, um, you you talk about the the offensive side. Let's go back to defense for a little bit, and you, know, you had some guys that that got in. Into the game that didn't play against Army, you had White uh, there on the defensive line. You had Ty Shelby who had seven tackles. Tyler and Glass. At uh, Tyler Glass was also a, a part of that as well. You know, getting those guys back in there. What do you think? You know, with their first, you know, on the field game action, your your thoughts on their performances?
2: I thought they did pretty good when you look at it. Uh, you know, Ty Shelby, I, mean, I think had seven tackles, and uh, Ivan, you know, his, his uh, Ivan's issue was an injury, you know, and stuff. So he was, you know, he's been slowed a little bit and. But he was able at least to get out on the field, which I think is, you know, and come out of it okay, which I think is a good progression. Uh, Tyler Glass was able to play some, come out of the game yesterday, looked at, it, you know, listened to the J.D. and our staff, came out of the game pretty good. You know, so to me, I mean, it's, I look for better things this week. You know, after you kind of go through a week or so and, you know, kind of see, we had, a, we had a green jersey on. Tyler Glass the whole week you know last week and you know which means nobody can he can't hit anybody or nobody hit him and we're able to put him out in the game so I'm looking forward to you know him continuing to progress and being able to
1: play. On the injury front. another game or at least in the course of the game you didn't didn't have J.D. running out on the field a whole lot did have to go out and see on on T.J. but you said earlier this week in the press conference that uh, you feel like he's going to be okay.
2: That that was indication that we got and uh, you know he Got hit basically on the same, you know, the same area yeah. that you know he had to miss the season last year and stuff. So, you know, that can definitely be uh, can definitely be some <laughs> some traumatic times for a young man. And uh, you know, Kobe actually you know came out you know to the right. series and got him braced up too so you know we're going to monitor him and what he's doing also
1: we uh we flipped the script uh put texas state behind us and now uh we get set for utep this is a team that's two and one um i was able to watch uh fourth quarter um on the way uh, i shouldn't say on the way home but i did kind of <laughs> and had it uh linked, linked up with my uh, audio in the truck and then uh finished out the game when i got there to the house uh, they beat abilene christian 17 to 13 um you know this is a team that uh, you know, I'm looking at last week's depth chart, and, and man, they have a, a ton of uh, junior college transfers. They've really, you are trying to flip that thing down there. It's been slow going at the beginning, had a tough game at Texas, but uh, this will certainly be an interesting opponent here. I believe first time they've ever made the trip to Monroe as well, so uh, should be a fun and interesting game, getting, getting to know the Miners a little bit.
2: Yeah, I think so. I mean, I don't have any experience really with UTEP at all, and uh, you know, of course, Scott Stoker, Scott Stoker. Was, was the defensive coordinator there, but uh so, we were able to actually, you know, we didn't schedule them till later. So it's not like I went in the summer and watched them a lot or anything like that and stuff. So, really, these first you know three opponents of theirs, I mean, is the first time I've actually seen much of UTEP at all and stuff. So interesting, you know, team and uh, you know what they do. And as as you said, I didn't realize they were that JUCO heavy in terms of of, of their roster and stuff. But uh, you know, they're off to two and one start.
1: Yeah. I- you mentioned something that I wanted to talk to you about in the Army game, but we really didn't get to that. But, uh, you know, the fact they weren't on the schedule, this was added a few weeks ago, as far as the summertime offseason prep for your opponents, um, how has that changed uh, getting ready for this game like, like UTEP? You, you don't have the time that you put in in the offseason to kind of, you know, get get a little early scout report on, on a team, especially whenever they have a returning coach.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's it's been different, but I mean, it's, you know, you still have time to prepare and stuff, so you know that's 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 no excuse or, but uh um, you know we we had actually added army late if you remember yeah. you know army was I remember doing camp because we <laughs> we had somebody else and yeah. then when the fcs canceled their season and stuff when we were scrambling trying to get a game and and scott actually came out to the practice field which you know he's very rarely has done you know i mean he come out and watch but i'm talking about come
1: out and <laughs> 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 came into the huddle almost time huh? pretty much yeah i mean
2: he looked up and he was standing there and you know, I just need to, you know, real quick, I remember, because I remember the the Army situation, and then, um, you know, UTEP ended up being a, a late. I like to do stuff in the summer. You know, I like to take whatever. We take uh, four teams, five teams that we think are similar, you know, to, to you know, like to what they're doing, you know, from an offensive standpoint. You know, we take teams that are similar to us on offense and see how they try to defend them. So I, I enjoy doing that. But, uh, you know, at the end of the day, it's still about a week preparation usually and stuff and uh, you know but it's I agree with you though this it's a couple teams that I've never seen
1: we'll uh, dive more into UTEP here uh, when we come back uh, for our final segment as you're listening to Hawk Talk we're brought to you uh, Hawk Talk is brought to you by walk-ons and you're listening to the Warhawk Radio Network from Learfield IMG College
0: let's go back to Hawk Talk with ULM head football coach Matt Viator and the voice of the Warhawks Nick White
1: Welcome back to our final segment of Hawk Talk as uh, we dive into the Miners of UTEP uh, making the trip here to Monroe to take on uh, ULM. Let's let's go into their offense a little bit and I guess you you got to start uh, with their quarterback uh, you know Gavin Hardison, uh, you know pretty big kid, 6'3", 205, redshirt sophomore. Um, what are you seeing out of him that maybe concerns you uh from that side of the ball? Well, you know, he can throw it. I I love the way he throws a deep ball.
2: And he definitely mixes it around, throws it pretty good. Uh, Is a capable runner? You know, I wouldn't uh, say, you know, that he's more of a more of a throwing guy. He seems to have a really, really good feel of what they're doing offensively as well, and their RPO games and the decisions he makes, and so on and so forth, so I've been impressed with him.
1: Offensive line, they've got a couple of guys that, that have, uh, you know, 20 starts or more under their belt, but uh, other than that, um, you know, they've kind of been, been piecing that thing together. Uh, your thoughts on, on that position, and uh, what do you see out of their offensive line?
2: I think it's a, it's a strength of their team. It's one of the strengths for sure. I know Coach Stoker's impressed with their offensive line you know they uh they have three starters back and i think they're a good group and you know they'll they'll come in there and try to hammer you and they look like they like it i mean they like to do that and you know that's part of you know, their MO so to speak and then the next time they'll they'll spread it and do some other things. But uh I've been impressed with their line. Uh they have good skill guys but it all starts with the line and I've been impressed with them.
1: Yeah, it's certainly their uh skill guys, let's go right into their um you know gonna gonna play three sometimes four wide receivers out there. Uh your thoughts on, on their tight end wide receivers and, and running backs, uh that area that they're gonna bring to the table.
2: A lot of balance really, uh, uh game three, uh the one young man he slipped in my mind had a big game uh I can't, I can't think of his name but he had a big game in, in game 3. I think had 7 or 8 catches for well over 100 yards and stuff but you know if you look at it they've been pretty balanced in terms of what they're doing uh running backs are downhill guys. I mean they're you know they're straight downhill guys, one cut guys and uh but certainly have some good skill guys.
1: Uh let's flip over to the uh the defensive side of the ball and uh you know first off uh looks like you know talking with uh with coach Nagabi uh, earlier um, they're gonna, you know, start out with kind of four guys down, but may switch out of that. Uh, concerns with that, or just kind of, kind of prepare for everything there on that on the fronts.
2: No, we got to prepare for everything. That they're just, they're doing a lot of stuff, and uh, you know, and we're trying to get a a better feel of you know who they are, so to speak. But uh, you know, I think that, however, however they line up, you know, my number one concern is their defensive line because they're penetrators and they're piercers. I mean, they're they're you know they're they're, they're coming and stuff and uh they're big kids and their two tackles are big guys and then really concerned too when they get in their odd stuff because their nose guard's a load i mean he's he's hard to handle and stuff so i've been impressed with that uh, you know texas even you know through the ball whatever but i mean they you know they got in there and got after him in early in the game on the run and stuff and so that that concerns me
1: it's always interesting whenever you you know is. Pretty far away from Monroe, Louisiana. But you, you mentioned you know, defensive tackle Kelton Moss uh, is from Jonesboro. I mean, that's a yeah, good know, player, too. Yeah, really good player yeah. and a big kid, you know, 315, 6'2", 315. And, uh, yeah, so night for him to, to be able to come play in front of a, I'm sure he'll have a few fans. Uh, they're a part of it. We hope they, they go home to Jonesboro a little unhappy, though, coming up this Saturday. Uh, I'm sure he will. He's a good football player, too. Yeah, no no question about that. Linebackers, uh, your thoughts there on that position and uh, some concerns they bring to the table.
2: Just, you know, they they move in and out of the box, I think, is, you know, is a concern. And, you know, when you look at it, I mean, basically they have three linebackers. But, you know, they can take them and move them. And, you know, all of them can play inside. And then, you know, they'll kick either the Sam or the or the Will, you know, outside and stuff. But, uh, you know, and then when you look at it, too, Nick, I mean, they've played six guys. I mean, they've, you know, they've rotated those guys. And so just trying to get a feel of those guys. The the one guy, 43, I think, or 45, is, is – uh, with, uh, is back from last year and stuff ten is a transfer I think he's a good football player you know six uh, you know is, is kind of the out of the box in the box you know type of guy mm-hmm. and stuff so anyway but I think they're good players
1: let's go to the secondary <clears throat> excuse me that uh, we we talk about uh, maybe the opportunity to get the ball down the field what are you seeing on the, on those guys
2: you know they they mix it up in the secondary and they're doing different things and you know one of the games they play a lot of man and then you know, the next week they won't hardly play any man. So it's it's kind of a, I like 21 and 28. I mean, they both played last year and I think they're, you know, from the safety positions, I think they're good tacklers when you look at them. 28 is usually on the weak side or the boundary side of the offense and drops down in the box. I think's a good tackler. 21 is the free safety. And then when they go to their star, their, you know, 6 DB or 5 DB look really, then, you know, he becomes what we can we call the star guy that can kind of line up, pretty much anywhere in terms of what they're doing so uh you know like i said it's it's all about a really of what they play and what they decide to do in terms of defending us.
1: All right, let's get into the the final phase and, and special teams. You commented at the press conference uh, earlier today, uh, you know some some better things as far as special teams so on your side. What are you concerned with with them? They got a kicker, uh, I think a three-year starter, three year starter, you know, has been with them for three years. Uh, seems seems pretty good. Your thoughts on uh, on what they're going to bring in the kicking game? Well, so far they they've been really
2: effective doing it. Uh, nobody's had many opportunities to return them. You know, with him, I mean, he can kick them and you you certainly can kick them to the end zone. And so but uh, their special teams are good. And I'm really more concerned about, you know, us getting better. And uh, I thought the effort was better. I thought uh, schematically we were better in terms technique wise, in terms of what we're doing. We just have to kick better. I think, uh, you know, when you look at Jared, you know, he had some. Some off-season issues, and you know, actually went home for a while to get treated. You know, he come back, and I think he's he starting to look better in practice, starting to look back to his old self. We hope, possibly, you know, to get Zach Elder back this week and stuff. So it's unfortunate, but you know, because he had had a good off-season and stuff, and he had to miss the first two weeks and stuff. So we hope to get him back, you know, this week, uh, kicking uh, for us, and so. You know, like I said, hopefully it'll it'll continue to get a little better.
1: You are able to put a, a, a field goal through the pipes there uh, with Hughes able to put yeah. one in as well. I know that's uh, – we'll take that anytime we can get it.
2: Absolutely. I mean, Davis is doing a good job. But, you know, we've had Davis, you know, kick the field goals, and then Sparks is a kickoff guy. And so, you know, anyway, but we get Zach Elder back in. We'll see how it, how it works out because he's still – you know, hasn't been out to practice or anything, so we'll start tomorrow morning and and see how he looks.
1: Yeah, I saw him uh, warming up there in the game, but uh, did, did not get a chance to kick out there. Alright, the, this Saturday, 2.30 is the uh, kick. I know, you know, this game was just added. There was a time that was put out there. Originally, I think 7 o'clock was the original time. It got shifted to 2.30. Another chance to be on, on TV. Uh, you take advantage of that during this time, and uh, so we, you always uh, love any time you get that prime. That's a prime 2.30 spot right there to be on, on ESPN you every opportunity yeah absolutely and I've never
2: never been offered a uh, spot you know on TV that we haven't taken
1: and we'll continue to take them no doubt but turn those guys down turn us up go uh, you can st- go to syncmygame.com and uh and get that uh, figured out how to do that if uh, people you know my family can figure it out then uh, anybody can go and figure that out as well and uh, we're looking forward to getting back at it and getting back on that horse this week against UTEP thanks a lot coach thank you Nick uh, once again ULM Hosting UTEP, 2.30, will hit the air at 1.30 on KLIP 105.3 for the Bud Light countdown to kickoff. We want to thank Coach Matt Viator for his time. Thanks, John Lewandowski, for all the help that he gives us uh, as far as uh, from the sports information side. And uh, thanks to all the folks at the radio people uh, producing for us here today. For Coach Matt Viator, I'm Nick White. You've been listening to Hawk Talk, uh, presented by Walk-Ons here on the Warhawk Radio Network from Learfield IMG College. <music>
0: Talk has been brought to you by Anheuser-Busch, Bancor South, Brookshire's, CenturyLink, Coca-Cola, Edward Via College of Osteopathic Medicine, First National Bank, Iberia Bank, Louisiana Lottery, and Warhawk Sports Properties. This copyrighted broadcast is an exclusive presentation of Learfield IMG College under the broadcasting rights granted by the University of Louisiana Monroe. Reuse of this presentation is prohibited without the expressed written consent of ULM and Learfield IMG College. Announcers are provided by Learfield IMG College and approved by ULM. The proceeding has been a Learfield IMG College presentation of the ULM Sports Network.